Welcome to the Light on Being podcast. I am the host, Claire Zavko. The Light on Being podcast is dedicated to growth and transformation through conscious talks and conversation. It is time to remember our value, step into our wholeness, and live life fully. Join me monthly on every full moon for practical techniques, radical insight, and conversations with entrepreneurs, teachers, healers, and spiritual leaders. I'm excited. Let's get started. Today, we are honored to have Dr. Laura Cornell joining us. Laura is an award-winning speaker, author, and sacred business mentor who helps women heal body, mind, and soul so they can contribute to healing on this planet. She is the founder of Divine Feminine Yoga, where she offers coaching, retreats, online courses, and leadership training for women worldwide. It brings Laura great joy to help other women find and live their soul's purpose. Laura holds a master's degree in East-West psychology and a doctorate in religion and philosophy. She is a certified 500-hour Kripalu yoga teacher and an integrative yoga therapist. On her own authentic path of healing, she discovered yoga's transformative power to reconnect her with her feminine being and bring her home to wholeness. Before we speak with Laura, let's take a moment for a mindful minute. Wherever you are, just take a moment to pause and settle. Really stop moving in this moment and feel your feet or seat connected to the earth, the ground, the chair beneath you. Notice the texture, the temperature. Notice your legs beneath you and what they feel like today. Let the spine be long, draw the shoulders back, allow the heart to open and lift Notice if there's any chair back behind you and what it feels like. Soften the shoulders, soften the face. Connect with your presence right here in this moment. Feel your breath naturally flowing through you with complete ease. Take a deep breath in. Exhale it out. Take two more conscious breaths on your own. Whatever has or hasn't happened yet today or the past week or past weekend, allow it to fade away right now. Allow your presence to increase in this moment. Bring your awareness to your physical senses and allow them to heighten. Notice the sound of my voice, any other sounds within you in this moment or in your space. And hear the closest sound to you and extend all the way to hear the furthest sound away from you. 
as your breath naturally flows through you, notice any scent, any smell where you are. Take your tongue, swipe it across your teeth. Notice any taste in your mouth. Bring your awareness to your hands. Notice if they're in contact with anything, skin, clothing, an object. And simply feel, feel what's beneath each finger, each fingerprint. Notice the vitality of the palms of your hands right here. Even though the eyes are closed, notice what you see as long as you're not driving. Notice what you see. Notice what is in your inner vision in this moment. And feel the presence of anyone else near you, the presence of any pets. And notice the presence of any light, the light within, the light surrounding you. And when you're ready, open your eyes, come into this space. Excited to be here today with Laura Cornell, the founder of Divine Feminine Yoga and the author of Moon Salutations, A Woman's Journey Through Yoga to Healing, Power, and peace. Thank you so much for being with us today, Laura. Hi, Claire. Thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Wonderful. You know, as I think of my experience and my journey with the moon and embracing the divine feminine energy, for me, it was like, it was like the missing piece. It was this piece that I didn't realize was always there, mm -hmm. um, but I hadn't explored it. Mm -hmm. And so as I maybe five, six years ago started to um, get get introduced and start to explore the moon energy, the divine feminine energy. For me, um, I started to experience parts of myself that I didn't know they were there. The softer sides, the, the grace, the beauty, the slowing down, the pausing, the stillness. And I feel like it was an aspect that was part of me feeling more whole in myself than ever before. And so mm -hmm. That's why I loved, you know, exploring your book and meeting you. And I'm so inspired to chat with you today. And I'm curious in, in your journey and with your company being Divine Feminine Yoga, what is um, your drawn connection and how has this divine feminine energy and moon energy impacted you on your journey? <clears throat> That's such a beautiful question. And it really encompasses my whole life and spiritual journey. So, um, you know, I was born, like many of us, as a little girl in a culture that doesn't fully honor women, that doesn't honor pleasure, that doesn't honor our sexuality, or um, just being relaxed, really, in who we are. And so I grew up in a very restrictive religion. I grew up in Christian science, which has many wonderful, wonderful facets to it. I grew up around wonderful people. And at the same time, um, it was very limiting in terms of uh, not paying attention to the body. We were not allowed to really honor our emotions. And so when I became, and, um, and also there was some trauma in my family personally. So when I became a young adult, I had to heal 
so much. I had chronic fatigue. I had an eating disorder. I had depression and anxiety in my young 20s. And I'd always been a feminist. I, I volunteered for the Equal Rights Amendment when I was in high school, which is so close. Even now I was hearing it being passed, but it has not been passed, I don't believe. Um, and I had to heal a very, very profound relationship a very profound level my relationship with my physical body which I believe holds our feminine especially for us as women and with my emotions and to know that it was okay to have emotions and how to honor them and that has been um, a bumpy process that has really progressed through my lifetime and I feel so much more relaxed now and I really credit both yes wonderful therapy but also um, yoga with bringing me home to my feminine soul because yoga in its gentle embodiment teaches us one breath at a time to notice what we're feeling, to notice tension in a muscle or an emotional wave and to honor it rather than repress it. And so, you know, breath by breath, we heal while we're doing our yoga practice. And I was very lucky really early on in my yoga practice not only did a friend teach me the sun salutation which I love um, but then another friend a couple years later taught me the moon salutation and this was before it was well known at all in the United States and in some parts of the United States it's still not well known but um, and really taught me about and showed me the feminine in yoga and so I would practice yoga in women's circles and was at Kripalu and took a women's yoga and um, uh, Women's Yoga Week, I think is what it was called. And we learned the moon citation. And for many years, then I taught women's circles. And I think there's something very powerful about sitting in circle with other women and also of doing that in an embodied way through yoga or dance or other gentle movement that we heal on a very primal level our relationship to our mother. And I had a difficult relationship with my mother because of the incest in my family that. Uh, there's a triangulation that happens that we're separated from our mother and that was something that my mom and I worked together to heal and it was so beautiful she died two years ago and um, I'm really grateful to be able to say that before her passing I was so in love with her and she was in love with me and we you know to the best of our ability you know she didn't change a hundred percent she was still you know we all have our flaws and failures but um really deep, powerful, loving relationship. And, and I really credit that to, to yoga and to the work that I had done in embodying the feminine and then bringing that to our relationship. And she was willing to open in new ways. And that just, I, it's just um, unspeakable mm. for me. Mm. Wow. That's so beautiful to, to hear your journey and how everything came full circle before her mm -hmm. passing. Yeah. 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 And, and I can relate to what you shared about in our society and culturally and many of us may have experienced this aspect of not being able to honor our emotions and not necessarily mm -hmm. having the tools or feeling mm -hmm. that it's okay you mm -hmm. know and, and and i remember um my background i was growing up through sports and so i had that okay. same thing that it wasn't about emotions you know it was about faster harder stronger oh you're hurt you know take a deep breath and go back in you know like so oh. so i can completely relate to that aspect um and and how through exploring again the the divine feminine energy that there was that need to heal and 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 exploring this energy was that place where 
finally I started to learn some practices through meditation, through yin, eventually the moon salutations, that place to be gentle. Yeah. And, and um, you know, that's what it makes me think about how important it is for all of us to be gentle mm-hmm. and, and how we just like, how have we forgot to just be gentle with ourselves? Yeah, I mean, if that was all we did was be gentle, the world would improve. Completely. I mean, the world would be completely transformed just through gentleness. It's very powerful. Yes. Yes. Wow. Beautiful. So with your um, experience and all the work that you've done, a plethora of incredible work, how would you say the moon's energy impacts us all the time? Like, what is the influence of the moon on us? Well, I'm so grateful we have a moon. Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> some planets have more than one, and we have our <laughs> beautiful moon, and we're in love with her. And the moon is in love with us. Um, you know, I, the moon is this object of beauty that is always changing in our lives. And, you know, the sun is more steady. The sun comes up at the, pretty much the same time every day and sets at pretty much the same time every day. It will change between the winter and the summer, yes, but it's a very moderate change. It's never totally surprising. It's more um, expected. Whereas the moon uh, surprises us. You know, when there's a new moon, a crescent moon, and we see it, there's this feeling of, wow, just it catches your breath it takes your breath away if you go and stand that at the time of the new moon for the next couple of you know there's a period of the dark moon when there's like you just cannot see her and then when she, and there's a whole thing about that i could talk about but i wanted to talk about the, the beauty that comes out right now is that when the moon starts to appear there's this gorgeous delicate little crescent that hangs in the sky just above sunset and it's it's stunning and then over the next couple of days it starts to get bigger and powerful and at first it's so delicate and reminds us of the fragileness of our lives and the constant changingness of our lives and i think right now with uh, uh, this global pandemic which is so weighty and the energy of that is so heavy and so thick and the news is so sad you know or alarming depending on how you know, you know your individual responses to it um that when you see the moon, it's like, wow, the moon is there. And it reminds us that in the middle of our, le- our worst challenges, you could be having a parent who's ill and dying. You could be going through a global pandemic as we are on our planet right now. Um, you could be going through losing a job, losing a lover, losing a baby, but still the moon is there. And when you see the full moon, there's so much power. And you know, in the Indian tradition, they talk about the moon all month long, we, the humans send prayers and blessings to the moon. And on the full moon, the moon sends those blessings back to us. And one of the things I love about the moon is that it shines on the entire planet the same day. You know, if it's a full moon, your sisters who live in, across the globe from you are seeing the same moon. If you travel, I remember watching the full moon rise in India when I was at an ashram. And it's just like, oh took my breath away is so stunning so we remember where we've been in different memorable places when we see the full moon and the moon changes every month and it does surprise us it's like we almost weren't expecting and there she is full or we almost weren't expecting and there she is missing she's dark and so there's this surprising element and this beauty element just lighting up the sky element that reminds us that no matter 
how dark and how heavy the time, goddess is with us. Our lives are blessed, even in the middle of loss. Yes, I love that. Yes, that's so beautiful. And, and yeah, I mean, that, that's it. The moon is always there, like you said. And, and again, where I didn't even explore it till five years ago. So for 30 something years, the moon was there and I was clueless. I was unaware. I was just sun, 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 masculine, masculine, masculine. Mm-hmm. So I, I love that just reminder. Thank you for that. Um, and a couple of the chapters that I really loved in your book were the two about full moon and the new moon. Mm-hmm. So the one chapter is about celebrating on the full moon. Mm-hmm. And can you speak to that a little bit? Like, why is it important? And what can we access and harness on the full moon and how and um, the impact of celebrating the full moon? Well, the full moon is really a human archetype of a global celebration. If you think about uh, before there was electricity and maids had fire, they would gather around fires at night to cook uh, and tell stories. The full moon and the new moon would have been much more noticeable. So it's really a primal instinct that when there's a full moon, it's like, wow, you can go walking at night. You can dance at night. You can be outside. And so the full moon is, is the perfect time for dancing, for making love, for celebrating, for staying up late, for visiting neighbors. And in fact, women's bodies evolved in this bath of light. Our biology evolved. We evolved on this planet. You know, chlorophyll is perfectly attuned to our planetary sun. It wouldn't match other stars. So, the, you know, the plants are in love with the sun. And we as humans, our bodies evolved in love with the, the moon. And so female bodies uh, who are of menstruating age, you bleed on the dark moon. and You ovulate on the full moon. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm going to get a little sip of water. So, so. This is perfect for fertility. Women are at their most fertile when there's the full moon. Now, because of artificial light and because of stress and city living and other things like that, many women's cycles are, you know, it doesn't take very much disruption of stress or artificial light to, up, to upset the natural hormonal balance. But that, was, that is the pattern. And they've done studies even today. They'll put women in light-controlled rooms and they'll just put on light on the full, you know, to, to mimic the full moon where they're sleeping with a little bit of, tiny bit of light on their face, only about 11% as bright as the sun, the moon. They'll put just a little bit of light on their face for three nights a month and then the other 29 and a half days, which is the menstrual cycle and matches the lunar cycle, by the way, which is the ancient calendar, um, the lunar cycle that women will start to ovulate on when then being bathed in light and menstruate uh, when there's absolutely no light, the opposite 14 days. And so it's a very primal thing. And what we can do, whether or not you're bleeding, I no longer bleed, I'm 56, um, you know, is we can all share in that energy of fullness. So when we see the full moon breathing into your heart, and feeling the moon's fullness, taking some time to let her bathe on you, meditate in the full moon. The plants love the moon. The plants respond to light of the moon. And so sitting with the plants at night and with them receiving or going out with some friends and dancing, doing a women's circle and dancing under the light of the full moon, feel yourself receiving her blessings and just Mm. receiving those prayers. Beautiful. Yeah. I, 
whenever it gets close to the full moon, even about three days before, I can just already feel like this intensity, this, this fullness coming. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side, what about the new moon? You, there's another chapter in your book that's invoking emptiness on the new moon. What's the, the impact and power to harness this emptiness yeah. on the other side on the new moon? Yeah. Well, I think we're not as comfortable with emptiness and we're not as comfortable with darkness, which is maybe why this time of a global slowdown of, you know, no travel and don't go out of your house and all is hard for us. We're not attuned to that as a culture. We're not attuned to going inside, but what the new moon, and this is why I think the moon is so important for us and can be medicine for this uh, time in our planet when we've gotten so overactive and it's affected uh, global warming and now you know there's some been so many fires is if we can learn to be okay with the non-doing of the new moon the new moon is a time to meditate more a time to be quiet at home a time to write in your journal a time to sleep more a time to do what we're doing now with our global slowdown a time to rest at home and we don't like emptiness so it's about you know, you can just even feel it right now, closing your eyes and, okay, the dark. There's no moon. You know, for three days, you go outside and you look, there will be no moon. It's kind of stunning. And it really teaches you that um, it's, we need to get comfortable with emptiness. We need to get comfortable with death. And we need to get comfortable with pause. And the, the new moon is a monthly time of pause and doing less. And so wow, what does the emptiness want me to do? And particularly in this time, I think it's kind of like an expanded pause of stay home, um, which we're being asked to do. It's uncomfortable. So noticing that discomfort, who am I without my activities? Who am I without my social contacts? You know, of course we have gratefully, <laughs> we're all very grateful for Zoom and podcasts like yours, like on being. But who am I without my activities? Who, who am I? And what does this emptiness want to say to me? Just going into the dark, you know, I, there's a quote that I put at the beginning of that chapter. I'm going to open the book, Invoking Emptiness on the New Moon. This is from China Galland in her book, The Longing for Darkness, Tara and the Black Madonna. And, and China says, living a spiritual life means being willing to sit in the dark, being willing not to know to be terrified, to keep on sitting and letting go. And I think that's the invitation of the new moon as well as this expanded a time of darkness on our planet. Yeah, I was just in a conversation with um, a friend the other day and what came up was on the spiritual path and when we're sitting in this emptiness and asking these questions, you know, who am I without my activities without my professions and yes. what came up in the conversation was even on the spiritual path there has to come a point where we drop our spiritual identity as well right that is just like i'm beyond this spiritual presentation of myself as well i'm just spirit itself yeah 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 and i mean i'm still kind of sitting with it <laughs> mm -hmm. what, mm -hmm. yeah but i i love that it's such a call that we you know we have no choice in this moment that we we have this time and space to be still and to look whether what we're looking at is pleasant or unpleasant 
and um, you know, there's that invite and space though to to really seek and be curious and ask those questions and sit in the emptiness. Wow. And, and can you imagine what a powerful time this is? Because so many people have actually we have all created the conditions. We've been forced to create the conditions for meditation. Mm. <laughs> Most people yeah. feel that they're too busy to meditate. Mm. And, you know, many people are still working or caring for children. and Maybe that's more challenging in this time. But we actually do have more time to meditate now when we're sitting mm. home and not commuting. Um, and so all of a sudden, millions, billions, so far millions, uh, more people uh, have more time to meditate. What's that going to do for our planet? Wow. <clears throat> yes. A shift. Like, I mean, I, I can feel we're just on this cusp of some incredible shift. I have no idea what it's going to do, but it's just a shift, yeah. a massive shift. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And, and, and you've spoken to it and um, I've, I feel it's so interesting. We're having this conversation and talking about this stuff. You know, when we set this date, we didn't know this was going to be happening in this no, we no, current we time no. in history. No. No. Yeah. So the beauty in that. And so can you share a little bit about that? Like, why is now the time so important <coughs> to, to connect with our divine feminine energy, these qualities of the moon, this stillness, and this discomfort with emptiness? Well, Many of us have been saying for a long time and feeling for a long time that this is a time of unprecedented change in our planet. There is unprecedented technological growth uh, that we have barely been keeping up with as a species. Our species has barely been able to keep up with the new inventions and the technologies as far as what are, how are our values going to shape the way we use our technology. And so technology is a tool that has really outpaced humanity's growth spiritually. And so that has created a really dangerous condition where we see horrible things happening, horrible devastation to massive species loss. I was just reading an article about the die-off of coral. Um, the oceans are dying. We were talking to a friend here in San Miguel de Inde who's an oceanographer. He lives in Alaska, and he said there's like whole populations that are just gone. They don't know where they went. Like, did they migrate or are they gone? And because the ocean is, is warming and different species have a very narrow temperature band, that they can survive in. So the massive die-off of species and the monarch butterflies, which are 12 hours from here in Mexico, they winter down here in Mexico, the half the population, I've been hearing the same thing with bee populations collapsing. The, I, mean, I, I could just go on, but what we feel, you know, the fires in Australia, killing the koalas, massive part of their landmass and Brazil and United States and California where I was in the fall and up and down the west coast really all the way up to Canada and um, it's devastating and we haven't taken the time to feel that loss you know Joanna Macy talks about the great turning and how we need to have a turning right now and we need to grieve you know I was just coming to Mexico two months ago and we were hearing about the fires in Australia and I was horrified but I didn't take the time and there was no collective grieving for that loss. And when the fires were happening in California in the fall, we were just hunkering down and hiding from the air and staying inside. And there was no grief, collective grief. And I think 
we do need um, a pause and we do need to talk about how are we going to restart in a way that does not damage our environment. Yes, we want to have exchange of goods and maybe there's another way to do it that doesn't depend on a stock market and uh, another way to give people work that doesn't damage the environment to be you know and so I think this I'm, I'm actually being drawn to another chapter which is in my book which is the, the journey of Inanna where we go in our in our women's lives we so often have really difficult things that happen you know moms they go, <clears throat> women, you know, every, every month we have a period which kind of can make us slow down, right? So we don't get cramps, we rest. And then, you know, when we go through menopause, it's another time when we are forced to rest or we will get hot flashes. We will have something happen if we don't, if our lives are out of balance. And whenever we, you know, as a mom, your heart can break open as your kids are not perfect. You know, they make mistakes. We lose uh, lovers. So many things can happen. We lose parents as we age. Or, or even when we're very young, we can lose our parents. Um, and so we go through losses and through integrating those losses, we become more whole. And I really think this is the time for us to look, take stock of the losses that have already occurred and that we're being told are coming, you know? And um, I always used to find in my own experience that when I didn't rest enough, I would get sick until I finally learned to rest enough and then I stopped getting sick so much you know I would I rarely not that I don't ever get a cold but it's not that often anymore and I had chronic fatigue in my 20s and I, I think this may be a way where globally we're being told to stop and reflect and the feminine is good at reflection the feminine is good at resting in emptiness and the feminine says it's okay we will survive this the moon will come back, the light will return, the darkness is part of the cycle. And so I think that's what we're being told at this time. Yes, beautiful. I love the, the cycles. It's, it's a cycle. It's a cycle and the more comfortable, just like the moon, we're comfortable with the whole cycle. That's the wholeness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so as a, a practical tool, if someone seeks to connect <clears throat> more with their moon energy, their divine feminine energy, through the tangible um, experience of moon salutations, how can someone get started with practicing these moon salutations? Well, we have the book, Moon Salutations, uh, which is on Amazon, Moon Salutations. You, you mentioned it, Women's Journey Through Yoga to Healing Power and Peace. There's 10 different variations of the moon salutation in the book. So you can start with a really easy one if you have physical limitations or tight shoulders or tight hips there's like four or five that are really really good variations for beginners you can even sit on your bed and do it or you can do it at night you know before you go to sleep looking at the moon you can do it in the morning as a wake-up practice um, the book also has variations that are for intermediate and advanced practitioners uh, withdrawing so I highly recommend that and Claire did we also tell you about a gift moon salutations gift that your readers can access let me see no no please share okay moon salutation i'm just checking dot com forward slash gift i think this is the url <clears throat> yeah it's moon salutations plural because there's so many different ways to salute the moon, right? Just looking at the moon with your heart is one. But this particular gift, it's moonsalutations.com forward slash 
gifts, but you can also put it in singular, it'll fix it for you. And there's uh, three of the best variations, a very gentle one and, and um, a medium one and an intermediate one with pictures so that you can follow along with the pictures and the written instructions. And also I have a meditation, a meditative prayer that goes with the moon salutation. And that is in there as well as just an introduction to what the moon salutation is. So it's a sideways flow of yoga poses that has all of the best poses for a women's body uh, during menstruation, during menopause, during pregnancy, it cools and calms the body. It grounds you into the earth. It connects you with the earth and a lot of women say that they, they feel that it connects them with something very ancient and feminine um, so the sun citation is forwards and backwards and very heating it's very yang not good to do on your period or when you're definitely cannot do it when you're pregnant it could injure the fetus uh, and it can cause hot flashes um, so unless you do it extremely slowly but the, the moon citation is has all the best poses to nourish the female organs to strengthen the legs to ground us it has squatting it has a birthing posture in it it was very ancient and feminine and it's very archetypal in that way and all of that from our gift moonsessions.com gifts how beautiful. Thank you so much. I look forward to um, those downloads. I hadn't got them yet. So that would be great. And many people appreciate that. And in one of my favorite parts of salutations is there's no pressure on the wrists that from sun salutations, <laughs> there's wrist issues. And so I love to move in the, the, the center increases a lot when I do the full the full sequence. Yes. And it's a, it's an effort, but it's this beautiful flow. It, it feels, again, it just feels whole. It's, if, so if you, thank you. Yeah. Thank if you do the full version, it's a full effort, like giving birth, you're squatting, like, yeah. <laughs> you can also do version exactly, without right? that. But even so it is activating the yin, the lunar channels in the body. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Wonderful. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Laura, for your time. Um, if any of our guests would to connect with you is is there any particular that they would want to reach out to you if they see to connect on any level absolutely well we have our website moonsalutations.com which is all about the book and you can learn more it's also on amazon as i said uh then we have divinefeminineyoga.com there's a contact form there you can email support at divinefeminineyoga.com. I do writing workshops, uh, women's leadership workshops, circle work leadership, you know, le workshops for women who want to improve their leadership skills. I've offered business trainings and uh, my husband and I are going to be leading meditation training coming up. I just, we just really feel called at this time. So you feel free to contact us at divinefeminineyoga.com. Thank you, Laura. Thank you so much for your time, your experiences, your insights, and the beautiful reminder of the power oh. of the moon and this energy that the moon is always here for each and every one of us. Happy full moon. All right. You too. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you for listening to the light on being podcast. Like all things in time, this is an evolving living thing as we discover our wholeness and light together. I'm excited that you're along for the journey and I would love to connect with you. You can reach out to me on Instagram at lightonbeing. Send me a message with any comments or questions, and they may be addressed on an upcoming episode. If you enjoyed today's podcast, the highest compliment that one can give is to share the episode with a friend or leave a review. Make sure to look up at the full moon and see her bright, radiant light. She is fully being.